Friends, welcome to the makings of her where we sit down and talk to women about their views on money relationships and self-discovery i am your host selma also known as bitch on budgeting here we share our experiences and make the uncomfortable conversations a little more comfortable i want to introduce you to my guest jasmine owner of baddies and budgets the woman who is a baddie with a budget, who has taken cash envelope systems to a whole new height and has shown both men and women that if you can handle your finances with a couple of dollars, that is all it takes. But like, you have been killing it. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Girl, like when I say the transfer, like I've seen you grow tremendously this year and I know you did like your YouTube video, basically your rap. And I was like, yo, she accomplished and exceeded crazy. First of all, how does that feel? It It's amazing. And it feels still feels surreal sometimes, but it's dope to set goals and, yeah. and reach them. And I work really hard. So it's really rewarding to see all those wins. You have worked like I watch it like I, I'm like a kind of a stalker. When I say worked really hard, I'm like, yo, she did her stores, packing orders. She's making content. Like, she's shooting uh, videos for YouTube. Yeah, you have been killing it. So what made you step into, into the entrepreneurial space? Like, before that, what were you doing? But what made you step into Baddington Budget? So um, initially, I had a clothing store. I've always wanted mm -hmm. to kind of do my own thing. So I've tried several different <laughs> avenues, and none of them were quite for me. And I was turning 30 and struggling college degree no I didn't want to be a teacher that's the only yeah. thing here that everybody was pushing and so I was like you know what I'm sick like I cannot live another year like this and baddies and budgets started because I went on my own personal finance journey and yeah, yeah. when I put my first video on TikTok people were super receptive I think it got like six million views first video ever and I was like oh okay and so I <laughs> Yes, girl. I saw the products that I was using and it cash stuffing was nowhere near as popular as it is right now. And so I was like, okay, I'm starting. So I started my business with my stimulus check because that was the only excess I had. And it was up from there, girl. Wait, you started with a stimulus check? I did. Okay, let's just go from stimulus to from $1,200 to what? Like, what is your business? Uh, we are closing at right about 800000 this year. <sighs> Crazy, crazy. Like, <laughs> is, it, is it like real to you yet? Like, do you like? Is it like, yo, eight hundred thousand dollars from a twelve hundred dollar check? At a certain point, it, it almost starts to feel like monopoly money because it's like, it this can't be real. Like, I remember when we had our first six figure month, and I was like, bruh, crazy. <laughs> Yeah. I love that for you. And I feel like it was at that time where no one was really like, people were taking their stimulus check and I swear there was no crab legs in the sea. There was no shrimp. There was no lobster tails. Like people were spending it like people were being consumers. But you literally yeah. was like, nah, I got to be the producer. And you turned, that's crazy. Yep. That's How exactly long has it been? I started the business on my birthday in 2021. 2021, so it'll be two years in April. My thought is like, what? I'm telling you, my very first month in business, like I said, I invested the 1200 and that was with the cricket, the inventory, everything. I spent the whole check and we still, we had a $10,000 profit. 
the very first month. Wow. So I, I just kept reinvesting and reinvesting and here we are, girl. So how did you start on your journey? Like I know you, when you came out, there really wasn't like cash envelopes are huge now, but mm -hmm. I feel like a couple of years ago, it was not the craze that it is. But is that how you like started your debt free journey during the cash envelope system? Yeah, that's how I started. Um, my first big goal was to tackle, obviously, the student loan debt. Yeah. And so I tried every other kind of budgeting where you put it into percentages. But I was a compulsive spender, like so many of us are. And I was gung ho about cash stuffing. When I tell you, I pulled every dollar of my check out of the bank. So if I wanted something from Amazon, I had to go deposit it to get it. Yeah. That's how intentional I was. And it. I thank God that I did that because it really changed the way I handle my money. If I wouldn't have been broke, broke when I started and literally having to go do that, it wouldn't have changed the way I deal with my money, but it really changed my mind. And I understood that, girl, you just be buying stuff like, you don't and I don't, I don't think people realize that until you sit down and say, wait, I actually have money. I'm just blowing it on bullshit. Mm -hmm. I so, have a yeah, go ahead. We had um, an expense tracker challenge for one month. Mm -hmm. They've been in this group for like four months and I can't do it. I just don't have enough. Girl, we did that expense tracker challenge every post. Oh my God. I spent so much money. Oh, I can't believe. I, I spent $800 on food. I spent, and I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> it's not that you don't have the money. You're, wasting. Just, you're wasting it. And people don't like, like people don't like the cash envelope system. But for me personally, one thing I told people, even though I zero based budget, I use cash for the categories I know I would overspend in. Like one of my biggest categories is my fun money. I tell people, I don't care how many years I've been budgeting. I take that out in cash because one thing, once the liquor hits my liver, I become this big spend money. And I'm like, drinks for everybody. That used to get me in trouble and in debt. So when I started taking cash, it was just like, okay, no, I miss little money because this is, this is all I have. <laughs> and it's not for, I tell people all the time, they're like, I could just never, I would, but if handling cash, even just for a little while helps you change your relationship with money, is it not worth it? Like, definitely, definitely. And do it all long-term, translate it over to, they have apps now and banks are even making more availability for it. So mm. I think it's just getting into the system, but I don't, I don't know if people like that kind of accountability to say like, wow, the cash is done. And I probably blew it on day five when I still have 25 days left in the mm -hmm. month. But like you said, it, it will show you that, okay, like you can actually do it. You just, it takes time. And I think people, like how long did it take you to get consistent with your cash budgeting? Because people think it's like a one month and done. But the reality is it's trial and error for like the first two, three months. It took me probably about three months to be able to get a budget where I can make it from one check to the next without having to pull from somewhere else. Yeah, it's, It definitely wasn't the first month to get it done, though. It takes some consistency. And I tell people that all the time, I'm like, it didn't take you, it didn't take you a day to get into debt. Like, it took you time to accumulate that. It's going to take you time to change your entire mindset on, like, the, the, the system that you're going to use. But find a system that works for you. I'm like the type, I'm like, I can't do the percentages. Like that, it's not my thing. I will zero base and I will keep it at uh, cash envelopes, but like, that is it. So I know you take care of your nieces. Was that like a hard decision to make? 
So, well, I've always kind of been that auntie, right? So even before my sister passed away, I just, the kids always want to be around me. So it wasn't really. And when my sister died, it was kind of just the thing to do. But, you know, I don't technically really want children. So they're, they feel that need for me. So it gives to me and I help them and enable them and be what, you know, the person they've needed or whatever hole they're missing in their life. I try to be that for them. But no, it wasn't hard. I love them. <laughs> I love that. So I feel the same way about my nephews. Like every time I visit, I go and I'm just like, I don't know if I want my own anymore because y'all are a lot. <laughs> Yes, I just don't. I'm I'm older now, and I'm just like I don't know that I could chase toddlers around the house anymore. I don't know that I have a desire to do that. I, I I'm I'm there with you. I'm just like hmm, it's not looking too good. <laughs> I might just pass on this. And they're older now, so I feel like I can do more. Like children yeah. are a blessing, but so are nieces and nephews. <laughs> yep, I'll take it. I'm telling you. Yes. How has that impacted you financially? Like, I know that must have been like, like, it wasn't hard then, but like, how has that taking them on have impacted you financially, if at all? Yeah. So full time, I only have the one. The others are just visitors. Okay. But, um, you know, kids are expensive. It's another bill. They yeah. need, they have, they have wants. And so I just incorporate her into my budget. I don't try to make her feel burdensome. I try, she's older now. So I'm trying to teach her better money management so that she doesn't have to go through some of the hurdles we did. But, you know, when it's family, you just, you do what you got to do. What you got to do. And so wait, is this the niece that you gave this big ass check to? <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> Can I tell you, I had tears. <laughs> oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> What does that feel like for you to just say, like, here is $10,000 for, like, just for you? What was that feeling like? We used to sit around and talk about, I've always knew deep down in my heart that I was going to be wealthy, right? Yeah. So when we were broke, like, broke, broke, paying for gas with change broke, we would have conversations like, man, when I make it, I'm, I'm going to give y'all money. I'm going to make sure y'all have a house. And so just to be, like, in that moment and be able to do that for her with just, it, oh, it was like I cried making the first part. It was like three or four days before I actually gave it to her. And like anytime I have those big financial monumental moments in my life, I think about all the times we didn't have or where we came from. And so it's it's just awesome. Girl, I was on some boohoo. And I think I watched that video like four to five times. And I was <laughs> like, this is what it's about. Like. Like, I think she's, I know she, she, she helps you with your business, but she, this is like a huge thing to be able to see, like, this is what my aunt is doing. And if anything, I know how to run a business. Like, mm -hmm. I know what hard work means, what I can accomplish. And I was just like, this, this is it. This is, I was like, Chazen, I just, like, this is my heart. And. How did she feel get, getting that? Because I was like, I was going to bring out the phone. I was like, no, let me clear this check. She yeah. thought I was joking, like, and she was very overwhelmed and very gracious. She made me this little video after it was so sweet, but she helps a lot. And yeah. I knew I was going to do it for her, but I kind of wanted it to be special as opposed to just giving her little bits. Yeah. And so it's, you know, she's going into the next part of her life and it's hopefully she can do something great with it. 
I'm so I'm so happy for her. I'm so happy for you. And just I know that I feel like when you can give back to your family, it's just a feeling that is kind of unexplainable. And it's like, I want to do it more. Like this is what it's for. And I know that was amazing for her. So let's talk about cash budgeting and how people I know people always ask you like, oh, how do you get a month ahead? Because I know you talked about like budgeting when you didn't really have a lot of money. And I think people think budgeting like, oh, I have to make a lot of money to budget. I'm like, no, I started when I was making like $30,000. Like you can, you, that's when you're supposed to start. Yes. Yes. So how are you able to get like a month ahead in your budget? So I started at the beginning of last year and it was literally just putting whatever was excess after I stuffed my sinking funds into an envelope. And at that point, I was also adding a pretty hefty portion of like my YouTube checks towards my month ahead fund. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. So I didn't really start hearing a lot of people complain about not being able to get a month ahead until I started sharing my content on Facebook. And people, I think they see, people see you in your journey where you are now. And instead of like taking the meat and leaving the bone, they want to compare number for number, right? Well, you make X amount, so that's why you can do it. And I always have to go back, like, listen, I used to make $600 a week. (laughs) Like, if you don't learn how to budget with little, you don't even see where the holes are, where you may need to bring in more income, which is the thing we don't talk about a lot, but it's very true for some people, is they just don't make enough to fit their lifestyle. But you won't know that until you get a budget and see, okay, well, I've cut everything back that I could, you know, and there's still not enough. So then we have the side hustle talk, but you have to at least give it a shot and see what you have. But getting a month ahead is simply just putting some extra in an envelope, every paycheck until you have enough to cover a bill and then two bills. It doesn't have to be an overnight thing, but you eventually build up a nest egg and you have enough to cover you for a month. Yeah. And I tell people like, it takes time to get a month ahead. You're not going to get a month ahead in a month. I did a poll on Instagram and people told me it took them three to four months just to get a month ahead. I'm mm-hmm. like, but you have to stick with it. That's the important part. Like you actually have to continue it. Even when you feel like that 10 to $20 isn't adding up. Trust me, it's adding up. Yep. I love it. So I know. Okay. So you say, if I want to get ahead with a month ahead of bills, start small, understand what your budget is, and then whatever you can put aside from there. And I, I honest to God, do not believe you should be focusing on getting a month ahead if you don't have a functioning budget, because you're just going to dig back into it anyway. So get your finances together, get where you can make it from month to month. And then if there's excess, that's what I didn't start working on a month ahead fund when I very first started budgeting. I was like a year and some months into my journey. So I think a lot of people believe that's the first step. And I I don't agree. I love that. And I love how you talked about side hustling, right? Because I'm big on that. And it's a hard conversation for people to have when you say you don't make enough money. But that was my reality. I had to say, bitch, you broke. (laughs) Like, there's no other way around it. There's no nice way to say it. Like, I love what I was doing. Like, I love being a teacher assistant. I love working with children. But I knew that $37,000 wasn't doing anything for me. So I started side hustling. And I feel like it's different now. People are like, oh, I just want to work from home and be remote. I was like, y'all, I was using my car, DoorDashing, Instacart, Amazon Flex. Like, is it hard for you to have that conversation with people to say, 
you just need to make more money. People want you to hand it to them, right? They want to know what they should do, how they should do it. And I'm like, you, we all have a certain set of skills, right? (laughs) And I'm a firm believer of it's not on you, it's in you. So if you really want a side hustle, you're going to figure it out. I'm like you, we door dashed and Uber Eats and I delivered it. And it wasn't easy, but when you need to meet the need, you'll do what you need to do. And I think people think that it's some magic thing that you do from home. And that's not always the case. It's not always the case at all. And I'm just like, y'all, just because we had a little pandemic, everything <laughs> we work from home. <laughs> we are going back in the field. And sometimes it's literally a hustle. It's yeah. a hustle. <laughs> it is a hustle. And I'm just like, it's, it's not always, I always say this to people, like my debt-free journey was not the prettiest. It wasn't like confetti when I finished paying off debt. But when I tell you it was worth going out and doing those side hustles, I my journey went from five years to two and a half years. I was like, I would have still been on that journey if I was going to stay with the same salary and not go out and make extra money. It's worth it. It's worth it. You just have to, I feel like we all have a special skill. And in the world we live in now where so many people are stepping into entrepreneurship, there are so many different venues that you can try and different ways that you can make money. So if you have a cell phone and an internet connection, there's no reason why you cannot find some type of side hustle that works for you. Yes. What do you think your special skill is? I think I know why. What do you think your special skill is? (laughs) I'm a hustler, like deep, deep down, deep in me. <laughs> okay. So one of the things I love to do is resell. So one of the very first things I resold um, at the beginning of Baddies and Budgets, because I, I just didn't want to use the business money. Yeah. So I noticed on Facebook that everybody was talking about these rose vibrators, right? It, it was all the rave and that's all they could talk about. Well, there was nowhere to get them locally. Right. And Amazon was uh, backordered. So you couldn't get it prime. So I ordered those. A small girl and resold them and then doubled up. I mean, I'm talking about I was selling vibrators for probably six months and I probably made 15 grand. And that was was selling vibrators. Girl, and I tell them all the time, I'm like, you have to be willing (laughs) to go all the way. Like, girl, I I looked on marketplace, they couldn't find them, and I was like, I'm gonna sell these. And so for a while I was the lady that I'd find stuff and bring it and they'd be looking for it and I'd sell it. I love that. I love how you were like, yo, it's just, I'm just doing this one thing because I'm the same way. I'm like, one thing people know, one thing about me, oh, she's going to get to the bag. Like if I got to, if I got to get it off of Instagram, I'm going to get it off of Instagram regardless. Like I'm going to get to the money, but I ain't never told no damn vibrators, girl. (laughs) It was people. It was so interesting because women and sexual objects is so interesting. They be coming over and they'd be like, okay, I just don't want you to think I'm a freak. But girl, get this and go on. That's your business. That ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm not judging. <laughs> but yeah, I and know. I did locally, girl, and it it went very, very well. You made 15 stacks. Probably more than that. That's probably an underestimate. Like, it was really good. I was buying them for like 13 and selling them for 55 Wow. I love that. So can we talk about this for a minute also, because this is kind of just like an entrepreneur thing. How do you know how to price yourself within business? Because I know personally, I underprice myself a lot. And I'm like, yo, Jasmine, she's just going to do it. Like she knows her words. She understands her work ethic. Like there's no, she knows what she's doing. So how do you, how do you price in order to 
feel like you're you're doing great with the customer, but you're also not skimping on yourself. So uh, this goes back to me wanting to be an entrepreneur for forever. Yeah. I used to listen to this lady named Mimi G. She's a seamstress mm -hmm. and has this huge company. And one of her podcasts, she talked about pricing. And the one thing I took from that was when you start a business, if you start it with high value and you over provide and so meaning this is my price point, this yeah. is not for the cheap people, then everything you release, you can release it at a higher price point. But if I release it at $30 and later I decide, oh, that's not enough, I want to raise it to 50, people going to be like, oh, well, what happened? You know, so I always I would rather price an item too high and it just not sell and me have to lower it than me price it too low and I'm not making enough profit. So I try to mark things up three times. So if I buy it for $10, I need to make my $10 back. I need $10 for profit and I need $10 to repurchase the item, bare minimum. Oh my gosh. I think y'all, I hope y'all are taking advantage of this free game because this is what it's about. And I am the opposite of you. So I love that we're having this conversation because the one thing everyone tells me is to raise my prices. And I'm like, it's right. I need to know who my audience is, who I'm like, I put out a really good fucking product. <laughs> Beautiful. And I'm just like, I know I need it. Someone's like, no, you need to raise the price. Like you're giving a whole kit and people are just selling planners for the price that you are charging. Or I'm just like- I went to go buy and I was like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> I just knew it was going to be closer to a hundred. And I was like, girl, but you know, I was like, all right. <sighs> I thank you for that because I don't think we talk about, especially as entrepreneurs, I think people kind of give the game and where they're just like, and we're going far off topic, but it's okay. I think people give the game where they're just like, oh, you got to do is make a hundred dollars a day or $200 a day and you'll be whatever. And I'm just like, y'all not giving the real tools. Like you are literally telling us, yo, I sold vibrators. I sell budgeting things. I sell all of these things and I make money in each category because I price it correctly. Mm-hmm. I do. And I don't like I post a lot of things. And like I said, Facebook is the, they're the biggest haters. Right. And I always hear, well, I just can't afford it. Well, I could get this at X place. And I'm like, go ahead. If that is where you want to buy, that's fine. But I have a target audience and they're going to buy whatever I put out. They don't buy it. <laughs> I have cultivated that audience and I nurtured them and I pour into them. And so they don't mind buying things at the price point I make them. So we over deliver. We make sure that it's cute. We do all the things. So I have never had an issue with my pricing. Somebody is always going to have something to say. But at the end of the day, a lot of the things we put out take a lot of time and effort. Yeah. And if you are not making enough money to make it worth it, what's the point? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't think people don't see the back end of it. I'm like, and you, you're showing that more consistently. And I think it's important because it's like, yo, you are busting your ass. Like, I'm just like, she, how is she getting this done? Have you hired anybody to help you yet? Or you're still I like, have okay. one virtual assistant. But would you believe we have never run an ad? We have never. It's all organic traffic. Not a dollar has been spent on marketing. It is all like just through social media and people being a part um, of the brand, of the culture, right? So my biggest thing with being transparent about being an entrepreneur is when I used to watch and see people grow these brands on Instagram, you only see the pretty stuff, man. Yeah. You only yeah. see the money. You only see the them sitting full of packages, but you don't see that 
It's 24-7. Like, you have to learn to set boundaries with yourself because they DM me 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm getting chats and emails and going to fix it. And UPS and USPS will mess it up. And you got to chase it down. And they're getting cussed out. The supplier stuff not getting here on time. Like, it is so stressful. And it's not for the week. And it's not for everybody. And so I just really try to show the entire spectrum of being an entrepreneur because it ain't all sweet. It's not. And I love that transparency and that authenticity. And you talked about building a community. First of all, how how many, how far are we at? Because I feel like last time I checked, we were probably over 300,000 across all. And I didn't even include Facebook on that. But yeah. like over 300,000, you built a community of over 300,000 freaking people. It's probably over a million now. I think there's 600,000 on TikTok, <sighs> on Insta, 100K on YouTube. And I think over 200 on Facebook and Pinterest. Girl, I'm everywhere. Any social media you can find, we we there. But we need to break this down because one thing that I see people pushing a lot is like, you need to be running ads. You need to be running ads. And I'm like, realistically, honestly, I don't know how great these ads are doing, but I see a lot of ads from influencers that I already follow. And I'm just like, I probably really, you, your, your target audience should probably be people who don't know you that well. But you yeah. did it organically. Like, how is my question? How did you build over a million across all platforms organically? Um, consistency, especially mm-hmm. at the beginning. Yeah. So we slowly, I mastered TikTok, then I quickly moved to Instagram. Once I got that, we moved on to the next thing. And so I try to be cohesive in different platforms, but I also understand that different platforms require different things. So Facebook is typically an older crowd. They're very nitpicky. You have to make sure that you give literally this is how to do it a b c d all the way to z while tiktok i can just post and go and instagram that's more like my people so the people that follow me on insta really rock with me so i make sure to everything i do i do there first right so really every platform has as you use them more you kind of understand that they have different needs yeah but i've just tried to cultivate my relationships across each platform and they're all a little different but just consistency like i don't go a month without posting anywhere you know it doesn't their algorithms don't like that so consistency works and people overthink content and how do you get past that of like oh no i don't want to post this or this or that like do you just like f this i'm posting this shit people do not like my audience does not like a super curated super (laughs) edited videos they like it with a bonnet on they like authentic me that's the thing that they um, recognize best they we, we go together when I'm yeah. with the girl, when I'm having a real conversation so I'm the content so whatever I've got going on that's what they get and I feel like that's really the only way unless you have a whole team to make it happen is to make yourself the content um, I keep all that money in house I'm not paying somebody to walk around and record me Yeah, and, you know they get what they get and they appreciate it I just try to be as authentic as I can with my journey and what's going on and it works. I, I feel like that form of transparency is literally what grows the community. Like I tell people all the time, y'all, some days I'm ready to shut this shit down. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of stress because no one sees the back end. I'm like, yo, some days I'm ready to shut it down. Some days I have nothing motivational to talk about or say. But I share that and I feel like if people are like, oh, you're regular, you're normal. I'm like, yeah, I'm a regular ass bitch from Brooklyn. Like, <laughs> I'm not even. 
I, I don't never see myself as like an influencer. I'm just like, yo, I'm just a regular ass girl from Brooklyn. Like, what? What is it? That's, I'm like, getting tired of the inauthentic stuff yeah. you see. You know what I mean? Like, I think people are starting to resonate and appreciate more people doing regular stuff. Yeah. So, and you're right. And I'm just like the curated feeds and all the con like where people like I'm like, your everyday life is probably not like this. <laughs> so it's not working. But I love that you have grown it so organically. And like people really fuck with you, girl. <laughs> They're literally I tell them all the time. It's really a super dope thing to be like changing my financial life. So they'll go with me on the journey to purchase my first home. Do you know like how many videos or content I've looked for for people who look like me who are buying their first home? Like it's very minimal. Yeah, very. Like, so they appreciate just getting to be along for the journey. And, you know, I'm here for it. I know you talked about the process of like buying your home and how it's a little bit more difficult because honestly, people who lend money want people who have nine to five jobs and like steady checks. (laughs) I realized- doesn't matter how much money you make sometimes as an entrepreneur, when you need to borrow money, they want to see that consistency. What has that, how has that affected you buying um, your property? Because I know you talked about it a little bit. So I, my business just has to be two years old. Okay. So I've had to kind of search and find a lender who worked with people who own small businesses and entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. but there's still all the programs, all the first time homeowner programs, the down payment assistance. You, it just takes a little bit more work. You can't just, typically walk into an everyday broker they don't typically deal you know with these kind of finances because like even when I was renting it was a whole deal I had to write out a whole paper of this is why my income looks like this and (laughs) xyz and you know but luckily the business is profitable enough that that kind of deters a lot of the if you had more of a struggling business it's a little harder you know what I mean but um the numbers look really good on paper so (laughs) you're so chill about it (laughs) business is profitable. Oh man, you're about to hit a billion dollars next year. I know it. You talk about how it's profitable. Baby, you did $800,000 this year. I'm assuming we a little bit more than profit. <laughs> yes. But no, it's it's a journey. And you know, I never thought I would be able to own a home. Like I got mm-hmm. off the call with the mortgage broker from the first time and I was like in tears and it was just a whole thing. And I was just like, I didn't, you know, coming from where I'm from, it's not a I don't have any siblings who went on to own a home. So it's really surreal to think that soon that'll be me. So I'm excited. Wow. So you're probably going to be a lot of firsts. Mm-hmm. I am a lot of firsts. About to be the soon. Just wait on it. Just wait on oh, it. Girl, we, we, we not even confident. That's coming easily. <laughs> <laughs> but how does that feel to be like, okay, I'm going to be the first to own a home. You're probably the first, I'm sure, to make $800,000, like, is is it tough? Or you're just like, nah, I already knew this was what it's going to be for my life. I had no idea that it was going to go the way it's gone. But, you know, it comes with, it comes with other things. But I'm, I'm just trying to be gracious and grateful and keep it moving. Oh, no, let's, let's be real. I'm going to be real on my point. Uh, <laughs> it definitely comes with other things. I've realized as an entrepreneur now in a space where my community is growing, I'm just like, I'll talk to you in forever. Why are you in my space? <laughs> can you come down to the church and uh, can you come to my... Girl, 
no, baby, I'm okay. You ain't need me when I wasn't doing it. I'm sure y'all gonna get through it on your own. <laughs> oh my God. But, and I, I try to really bow out, but it's just yeah. like, yeah. So I'm sure you know. Yeah, it's it's not it's not easy, but I think it's such a blessing just to be able to say, like, I knew you, like, you knew you were gonna be an entrepreneur, but like, was it ever on this kind of level? No, I used. I'm telling you, I can recall videos I watched of people making. Oh, I made fifteen thousand dollars in my boutique this month, and I would be like, how? Like, that's yeah. how do you make? And I can do that in less than a week now. Like, I'm telling you, it money becomes. It's weird. Like it's you know that you're making it, but it's not at a certain point it just <laughs> it's hard to explain. It just feels so surreal. Like and your expectations of what you can do just continually get higher and higher and like to think fifteen thousand dollar weeks, I'm like, what could we have done better or what can we, you know, do more? And sometimes I have to come back to reality like girl. Fifteen thousand dollar a week. <laughs> I can, like allow myself to like celebrate the wins and you know it's, oh it's it is and that's my question so like when it comes to celebrating the wins what do you do to celebrate your wins without feeling guilty about celebrating your wins I haven't I really have not been good about that um I try to literally just make the posts on insta and let it be a celebration um, but at the end of this year, I got myself a new vehicle and I bought it cash and walked out. <laughs> as a hold up, hold up. <laughs> we went from a $1,200 stimulus check to well, fuck it up. I don't need no lender. I bought the car in cash. Yes. Girl. Yes. My cheeks hurt from smiling so much. Because I don't, like, people don't realize the like that kind of inspiration is amazing because you look like me. We have, I'm sure we've been through same kind of trauma, same kind of starting points where we didn't, you know, there was no silver spoon, but like you are fucking killing it. Thank you. Girl, you too modest about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I know that I'm doing it and I know that it's happening, but there are certain goals that I'm trying to meet. And I feel like once I get there, it's like we turning up. We yeah. we in here. Like, but I'm just trying to keep my head down and stay focused and keep planning ahead. But soon, soon we as, as the entrepreneur, right? As being an entrepreneur, would you say it was probably the best decision you ever made? Best. I I, I didn't do well working jobs. I've had yeah. great jobs that make great money, and I was miserable. I literally would spend the whole day watching the clock. Yeah. And there have been days where I've worked 16, 17 hour days since owning baddies and budgets and I would not trade it. Like it's a difference and I love it and I'm passionate about it and it fills me and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Best decision I ever made was betting on myself. I tell people all the time, betting on me, best thing I've ever done. I love that. And so we differ, right? I was never the type to want to be an entrepreneur. Like, no, not me. I, I had I had a bad experience, but I tried to do it with a friend that fell apart. I was like, okay, this this ain't for me. Um, but when I created Bitch Out Budgeting, that name is still funny to me because I'm just like, people say that shit now, and I'm just like, oh, that's me. <laughs> when I created Bitch Out Budgeting and like kind of fell into the entrepreneurship space, I was like, I'm at the point now where I'm making half my salary in month in a month. It, I've been going to work like. 
say something to me. <laughs> I have the means and the space to be able to now say, fuck this job. Mm-hmm. And that's because I became debt free. So I don't really, outside of my mortgage, I don't have any debt. But I think that part of the first journey was important because if I had debt, I would have had to be tied to this job. But now I'm just like, I can go either way. And you said you work 16 hours on baddies and budgets. And I'm like, when I work on bitch on budgeting, it it does not feel like work. Like yep. it, I enjoy it so much. And I had to tell my friends that she's like, oh, you're always actually I had to tell my father that he was like, oh, you always working. I'm like, because it don't feel like work. This is what I really like to do. I've been waiting on the post to see when you're gonna be like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I don't quit. Everybody's doing it. And I'm just like, it, I know it has to happen because I'm just like, as I begin to grow, and I don't think we talk about it enough, I, doing too many things, I'm fucking tired. We don't talk about how, like, yeah, you can you can do all the things, but, and it looks good on the, the, the front part, but on the back part, I'm just like, yeah, I did amazing this year, but damn, I'm fucking tired. Like, you do have you have that? Have that? You have to have balance, and I don't have that. And I can honestly, transparently say I don't have a good balance, and I'm now just starting to work on it. So do you have a good balance, or you're just like, nah, baddies and budgets, it's whatever. Like, it, I feel good doing it. I don't, but I'm getting a lot better. So yeah. when it got to the point where I was starting to feel burnt out from literal exhaustion, yeah. we started bringing on, like, contracted workers to help with like custom stuff and we've kind of I've really changed the business to where it doesn't require as much from me as far as like making and packing and things mm-hmm. but you have to learn to set boundaries like I have to on weekends you get very minimal from me like I might respond I might not yeah. <laughs> it, it you can get lost in it and so lost that you know you quit your job to come and start working for yourself almost like like a slave to your own business and so I'm learning and I'm getting better and this year there will be a definite more boundaries as far as okay girl leave work alone <laughs> yeah but yeah. You know. that's so hard it's it's really hard when you love what you do but there was a point where I was like am I dreaming about this shit <laughs> I used to have dreams about like the content I would post or what I'm just like is this normal it happens I woke up like, what did I forget? Did I did the sale go live? Did I, girl? I don't sleep the day before launches. Like it's a whole thing. You are not alone. So I want to know when you started Baddies and Budget, or when to go into entrepreneurship. Was the first thing you did like get an LLC, or did you make a certain amount of money and then say I'm gonna get an LLC? So I I started Baddies and Budgets in April. I didn't get an LLC until August. And that was because it was like, okay, we had made six figures. And it was like, all right, we got to figure out the tax situation. We got to figure out. Yeah. Okay. I love that because fucking LLC Twitter, LLC. I'm like, y'all, I made like $10,000 before. I was like, oh, I got to spend money on it. Like, I got to spend money to do this. I think people, and, and this is kind of the, the, this is what I don't like about sometimes about social media is that. The first thing is like, oh, yeah, get an LLC, get business credit, get all these things. And I'm just like, you don't even know what your business is. You haven't made any money. You don't even know if you want to be consistent with this. Like, I was like, okay, if I can do bitch on budgeting consistently for a while, making money off of it, then I'll get an LLC. And that's what I did. And I love how you were just like, nah, I made six figures. And then I decided, <laughs> like, nah, it's, it's about that time. But it wasn't like the forefront. And I, I want people to realize that doesn't always have to be 
your first step, like secure what it is the hell that you want to be. I think back then, so in 2021, you could make up to, it was either 13 or 21,000 on like Shopify before yeah. it was like real income. Mm-hmm. So that was my first number. So I just got a DBA. It was like $15 in my city. And that was so I could get uh, a tax license so I could buy wholesale. Right. Yeah. So I rocked it out with the DBA until we were over the six figure mark. And then you start having the, you know, the tax liability conversation. And then the LLC comes into play because like with that comes yearly fees. Mm-hmm. You have to pay to file. It's like 300 bucks in Texas. Mm-hmm. There's a whole slew of things that you have to get once you get an LLC. So it's definitely not, oh, I want to start a business. Let me get an LLC. That's crazy. Like make sure you like it. Make sure that it generates revenue before you bring on all that liability. Yeah, I was just like, mm, I need to, if I'm going to spend money to make this a business, I at least to need to make money in the business. Yes, for real. Oh my gosh. So let's just recap on $1,200 stimulus check. We hit an 800, well, you hit $800,000 last year because wow, today's the first. You hit $800,000 last year. You are a hustle of just being consistent with, with, Literally saying, yo, I'm going to sell this and it's going to make me money. I'm going to sell this and it's going to make me money. I've always said, if it's one thing I'm going to do, if I'm going to put my money into it, the least I'm going to do is make my money back. And was that hard to like bet on yourself or you're just like, nah, I'm a hustler. Like I I am going to sell this shit. I've always been able to, <laughs> I've always been a hustler. So yeah. I, while I didn't know it would grow to what it is now. If they're needed, if we needed it, I can go get it. I find one way or another. Girl, I taught myself how to coupon, and I would go and shop all week and resell bundles on the weekends. Like if there was a need, you're mean. I was an extreme yeah. It was like I used to be in Target, Walmart, all the places, and I would resell Tide, resell diapers. Yes. To bet on me because I know what I can do and I know what I'm capable of, and so that's not that's not really a question. You know whether or not people are receptive to it is another thing. But at the end of the day, I I know I can make some shake. I love it. So now that we are at like, cause you a millionaire, but whatever, that's in my head. But I, I know you outside of Shopify. If we're talking YouTube mm-hmm. revenue, brand partnerships, social media, I I brought in a million dollars last year. But as far as just Shopify, no, we're getting close. We shooting for 2023. <laughs> we, we, I don't even think we shoot. I just you 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 have built such a presence with your transparency, your authenticity, your bomb ass fucking products that it's not like when I I tell people when I tell you I see this happening, it's because it's not to sign like nice and be like, oh yeah, it can happen. But in the back of my head, I'm like, no. I'm like, yo, Jasmine is doing this shit easily (laughs) like we're hitting a million in shopify and i'm just damn girl i mean i think you said it the numbers like you like you see it but it's like is this real money (laughs) that's i'm telling you (laughs) no it's crazy it's crazy i i said i'm like I knew that I was onto something my very first year when I finally got a bookkeeper, and he was like, "You said what?" And you like, and so every time we talk, he's like, "Oh my god, what what do we do now? Where are we at? What are we doing?" And he's like spitballing me ideas. So I know I know I'm on the right trail, but I'm yeah. just like super grateful. 
I love it. So we're going to say, what does a payday routine look like for you now? Um, so now it's still relatively simple. I still do the same thing. So my business pays me. So it's direct deposited and I sit down and I budget it. Uh, it's actually getting ready to change for this year because I'm trying to incorporate uh, putting working on an emergency fund for the home I'm going to buy. Yeah. But it's typically sitting, working through my budget. So we go through bills, variable expenses, which is everyday money. Um, I am trying to uh, fill up savings challenges. And then once I get a mortgage, we'll start back working on student loan debt. And then I do single funds. And I work through that same sheet, every paycheck, every week. Go get the cash, come stuff it. Watch friends repeat. I am starting to use my credit card more for points. So um, for my variable expenses, I do stuff the cash and I use my card all week and I just pay the card back with the cash uh, just because rewards points been hitting real nice. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, same old, same old, the same stuff I've been doing since I started. I haven't really changed it because it works. <laughs> I love it. And I love you're just like, no. I started with this little bit of money and I was doing the same thing then. And now I'm here and I'm still doing the same thing. And I feel like people are just like, oh, I need to increase my entire lifestyle now that I'm making this money. Has your lifestyle increased at all? No, I drove the same. So um, I've been driving the same Toyota up until last month. Um, still live in the same place. Um, I don't I don't do anything extravagant just because I have a goal. I want a home. <laughs> once I get there, then I will go on the vacations I want to go on. But I don't believe that, like, it's crazy because when you're poor and you can't afford stuff, you want everything. And then it gets to a point where you can buy it. And it's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I say that now. And I'm just like, I'm like, yo, I have the money. And I'm just like, oh, this don't hit the same now that I can afford it. It doesn't. And I don't know what it is about that. I'm just like, it doesn't hold the same value to me. It's just like, I don't, I could, no, y'all just invested. I love that you said that because I thought it was just me. I'm just like, girl, you said when you make this amount of money this month, you're going to buy this. And I didn't buy it because I was just like, does it do it for me? Like when I was making $37,000, it looked like it was such a thing, but I'm just like, it don't do it. I go outside looking trash and I'm just like, when I had, when I wasn't making any money, I wanted to look fabulous. Now, of course, uh-huh. I get dressed up when I go out, whatever. But on regular, my regular Saturdays, I'm just like, oh, I look like a bum. And I look like a bum with, and I have money. And it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think financial stability kind of gives you in a scheme where a lot of that stuff doesn't really, it doesn't matter because I'm yeah. the same. I needed the newest this and that and I want to wear And now, girl, I did my hair to get on here. I mean, a bun and <laughs> loungewear (laughs) unless I have to go somewhere and I'm okay like the time freedom the ability to wake up when I want to wake up to to do the things I want to do if we want to pick up and just go do something we can I value that more than a handbag so oh my gosh that's literally how I feel I'm just like I want the vacations now and now that I can pay them in cash I'm just like it's a total different experience but that's I'm not the same Selma I was two years ago and yeah. not that my lifestyle has increased, but just that my mental, like my mental has changed completely. I don't think the way I used to, like the, the, the way I see money is I needed to make me money before I'm like spending it on something else. That's me always. How can I make some more money? How can I, I'm always like, okay, I want this. So what can I do to pay for it? How can I pay myself back for this? Or, you know. Just, yeah. And that was like, 
Alex is like, I'm going on vacation this month for my birthday. And I think it kind of hit me to say, holy shit, girl, you paid for an expensive vacation on an influencer check. What? What? <laughs> it's different. It hits different. And I'm just like, I probably, I know I couldn't afford this with, cause I still, I'm, I'm a teacher. I still work a nine to five. I'm like, oh, I know I couldn't afford this with, with my teacher income. Oh, it wasn't happening. They need a trip. <laughs> it's going to be a whole different kind of fun. A whole different kind of fun. <laughs> but I think that's when like you, you're so confident in yourself. And I feel like sometimes that's, and maybe of course we have all our shaky moments. But you're like, no, I'm going to get it done. And I think for a lot of people, it's that it's that piece that's missing to execute. Because I always tell people like, y'all just be planning and planning and planning and planning. And y'all don't execute. And then you wonder why it doesn't get done. But you're like, nah, I execute on everything. And we're just going to see where it falls. You can only read. I've read every self-care book, self-help. I've listened to the podcast. I've followed the entrepreneurs. And it's just like, at some point... If you don't take the leap, you, you'll never do it. Like you got to gather what you have and go for it. And you can really learn on the way. The thing about my business, I tell people all the time, I'm like, it's like I jumped out of the plane and I've been building the parachute on the way down. Yeah, Stuff comes up. I forget stuff. There's things I just didn't know. And you figure it out. But if I would have just sat like, no, I got to have a plan. I didn't have a business plan. I didn't have funding. There was no backup. It was me. And my little investment, and I figured it out along the way. There are so many things that come up, things you don't understand. There's YouTube University, honey. There's people you can reach out to. Like, you have to be willing to bet on yourself, but you can't spend forever figuring it out. At some point, you got to take the lead. You got to. You are so right. And I'm just like, just please. I just sometimes I just want to just push people. Like, come on. Like, I can't see in you what you don't see in yourself. And even if I do. You got to see a little bit of it. You just, you just got to jump. And like you said, you 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 built the parachute on the way down. But bitch, that shit is built. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has come together, man. Like I, you know what? I'm, I'm just a firm believer of it ain't on you, it's in you. I've done whatever it takes to make sure that this thing stays in motion. Like when people get to take breaks, people get to fall back. It has been all gas since I've started and you just eventually start to see like now I'm able to not have to post every day yeah. not have to do all those things and my products still get traction and my videos still get traction but so many people aren't willing to do the work initially yeah. like it's always like girl take a break girl take, and it's like no this is this is when it's picking up you got to stick with it like I've invested money in people I've brought products for people to start their businesses and nobody ever makes anything of it because it's not you learn that it's not about the money it's not about having the money to do it it's not about somebody giving you the recipe at the end of the day if you're not willing to like push through the hard stuff push through when it's slow keep at it like you won't get to see the other side of it there are yeah. so many times I wanted to be like you know what shut this shit down I need a break dog but I didn't and now I am definitely reaping the benefits of that like every day I wake up things just get better and more opportunities come and well I'm, I'm just here to receive it all yeah what is next for baddies and budgets because honestly you have cultivated such a space 
And I truly feel like you're just getting started. Like, like you're like the bottom is here. You're here. Like I see it going so much bigger and better and not even better, but just huge. So cool. I want to ask you, what is next for Baddies and Budget? So we are moving into a warehouse. <laughs> we have outgrown our current space. So as far as our physical products, that's what we're doing. We are hoping to bring on a full-time person this year. And then digitally, we are working on courses, um, more digital products to enable people to be able to make more money, to help them through more of their budgeting woes, uh, beginner investing type stuff, just to well-round the financial journey for a lot of people. There's some people who've been with me since the beginning. And so they've got the budget down, the debt is paid and they're like, what's next? Yeah. So more of those what's next things for those people, just trying to continue growing, figure out where exactly we want to take things next uh, because it's <laughs> it has grown beyond my wildest dreams. And so we want to continue to grow. So more cool things to come. I know you said also you're going to be releasing a course. Mm-hmm. We have one. We did our very first one and it teaches you how to build an all cash budget. So we released that one on Black Friday and the next one coming will be for the side hustlers and the I want to own a businessers, and pretty much give them the game plan from how I went to zero to 100K um, strictly off of social media. So I know like one thing about you, you get straight to the point. I love that shit so much because I just be like... Am I on video 10 and you still ain't tell me what I got to do? So you're eliminating all the fluff out of it. It is, this is what I did. Because if you want people to really get the meat out of your content, you can't be, it, if it only needs to be five minutes, it only needs to be five minutes. Like, I don't, cause I'm, my attention span is this big. So I know other people are that way. So it's very, even in my course, it's like, okay, get the, get the workbook, pull out the, <laughs> It's very and people have been loving it. I've been getting amazing reviews and people actually being getting something from it in an era where people will throw anything out there at a high ticket price. Like it was very important for me to, you know, I love making money, but I don't want to rob you. You know what I mean? You yeah. need to get something from what I'm selling. And so everything we do, we try to make sure that it has, it's meaty so that you can really get what you need out of it. I tell people that all the time because people are like, oh, you should put out a course. You should put out a course. You should put out a course. I said, if I put out a course, it's, I don't want to. One, I don't want to do it. So like, I'm, just, I'm not there yet. But I'm just like, I am the type of person where the course might not be that long because I'm not about to hit you with a whole bunch of fluff information where it's step one, two, three, four, five, and six. And I love that you said that because that's what people need. But you know, this social media, people have made a lot of money off of fluff. And I'm just like, I'm not that person. I cannot, like, everything I put out is because I know it's it's good product. It's going to make a difference. And not because, I, like you said, not because I just want your money. Because one thing about me, I stand on my name. You're not about to say no shit like, yo, someone sold me some cheap ass shit. Never. No. I, oh, God. That is, no. No. <laughs> No, because I done bought some courses where I was like, "Did I pay this much? Uh -huh. like, you did not give me nothing." And then you and told me you made a million dollars off of this nothing that you were selling. Oh because no! Because you cannot teach somebody. You, I, I firmly believe I can teach you how I made money, but I mm -hmm. can't give you something to say you're gonna make a hundred thousand dollars after you take this course. Mm -hmm. No. 
<laughs> but I can give you the game plan where if you apply it and you find a good product that people actually want, not just I like purple hats, so let me sell purple hats. Do people want a purple hat? Is there a need? <laughs> like I would never, and it ain't going to be advertised like that because I'm not promising you anything. But what I will tell you is if you take this course and you have a good product and you're willing to work, you're going to make some money. Yeah, I love that, girl, because I love, we are like here when it comes to that because I'm just like, I bought too many things where I was like, did I really just buy this shit and get scammed? And like, you're the same way. You're going to stand on your name and it's no extra whatever. It's like, yo, this is it. If And I always tell people, I cannot guarantee you success on the work that you do not do. I can give you my game plan, right? And you have you might have to tweak it to your own. But if you never do the work, of course, the course is never going to work if you never do the work. Or if you looked at video one and didn't look at the rest of them. Yep, that's true. It's true. Wow. I, I'm telling you, I have done it. I even see people who make a lot of money with courses and I'll just go buy it to see what's in it. And I'll be like, be for real. Girl, I did that. And I was like, be fucking for real. <laughs> Please, like this is what, and it's always the high ticket offers. I'm like, you charging somebody $1,200 and this is the best you could get. And they be selling it, like moving it. And that's what makes you buy it because you like, wow, this shit is going to change my life. Ooh. And it ain't life changing. And it's all Googleable information. And it's, it's literally that's that it. But I love the honesty. Thank you for like just coming to talk to us of all things entrepreneurship, cash envelopes. You are one who I find inspiration and motivation from just because you're so honest about your journey. And then I learned, I was like, oh man, like she like took her niece in and like you did not let any of those traumas that you had in your life or anything that you went through literally stop you. You fucking turned. And I don't think you share this enough. Like maybe you do. But I'm just like, now I really need everyone to hear that she turned a $1,200 stimulus check into damn near a million dollar business. It's crazy. If I can do it, you is there's money out there for everybody. It may not be in the same lane, but honey, <laughs> I proved it to myself and hopefully some of these people can too. 